On tonight's show, we welcome an entrepreneur, filmmaker, world traveler, professional wrestler, and creator of the best thing to come out of the pandemic, Backyard Pro Wrestling, Jeff Clout, also known as Von Vertigo. What's up? Welcome to hey. the show, man. How's it going, guys? It's great to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, both Ryan and myself are, are big wrestling fans. Ryan has a whole podcast based around wrestling, Knights of the Square Circle. Uh, we plan on having a lot more wrestlers on the show, but we've only had one so far, and that was uh, Brendan. Uh, our very ah, first, Albright, yes. Yep, very first episode, and we haven't had another wrestler on. We had a promoter. We had Sean Gibson on, uh, but we've been wanting you on specifically. I've been wanting you on since day one. I didn't. Of... No, I, there's no way. No. <laughs> Ryan's been well, thanks for the pulling for me, Brian. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Ryan. Screw you, you got heat. <laughs> um, we the we reason... need to figure out how to have a match, like, right here, like, just start. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta again, you're going to have angles. to pay me. I'm not doing it for free. Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. That's yeah. right. Well, we'll right. do it after Vaughn leaves. We're good. That's yeah, fair. that's fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the garbage man, right? Because I'm not a big wrestling fan. I'm just big, but... Uh, Yes, yes. You're, you're I was gonna character. say that's a great gimmick. Great gimmick. <laughs> well, it's a great gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> Worked for one guy on one cruise. Yeah, that's right. We've heard the story though. Uh, check yeah. out episode zero for those of you who want to hear it. <laughs> good story. Go back for that one. Yeah, good, good story. Um, but the, a big reason why I wanted Vaughn on the show tonight is because of Backyard Pro. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about your your film background because that is another method of creativity that you you love to get into, and the whole point of Expressions Podcast is to bring on a very creative guest and show how people can turn their lives into their creative passions by having these conversations and by seeing how you've progressed from day one to where you are today. So we're gonna get into all that. I'm gonna stop blabbing for a quick second. Say hi to Ryan. How are you today? This this fine day. It's been a beautiful day. I'm a little bit frazzled. I just got back from vacation. So I was going to say, I'm a little bit flustered myself. Got a busy day at work. Had some laptop issues, as you guys saw at the start here. So my hair's all over the place from pulling it out. But uh, I'm here. I'm ready to rock. I'm happy to see Vaughn. It's been too long, my friend. And I'm happy to see you guys back again every Monday. Ready to rock. Awesome. Mark, you had a good week? I did. Uh, well, actually, as you know, I was in Southern Ontario. I surprised you at uh, Henry's there the one day. That was. Uh, I turned around. I'm like, Mark. Hey, Mark. Mark, what are you yeah, doing I here? I should have been recording. I should have been recording the, the reaction. But no, <laughs> it was. It was awesome. I was down in Southern Ontario. Uh, long drive. I got back Saturday night, and uh, I did uh, literally nothing yesterday, which was awesome. I, I binge watched some SWAT on Netflix, and that's about it. But uh, yeah, today back to work and uh, had a nap before the show, so I'm ready to go. Well, that's about the exact opposite of what I've been up to. I've been driving for about four hours. Not like you're not used to these kinds of things. I was thinking about it on the way home. Like Mark usually does this where he'll show up about half an hour before a show and be able to sign in. I've got to unpack the computer. I had to unload the car. I, had to, I mean, anyway, it was a great weekend. We spent some time with a squirrel. It was fun. All right. Now let's talk about the real important stuff. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, a little self-deprecating there from Vaughn, yeah. <laughs> so, I love wrestling. My wife loves wrestling. Ryan loves wrestling. Pro wrestling is something that most people don't fully understand. Um, yep. That's it, it's something that is so much more than just entertainment. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more than just sport. 
it, it's just it, it encompasses so many things. Um, I personally think that the best wrestlers are probably the most creative and some of the smartest people I've ever met because you have to have an amazing memory. You have to have an amazing ability to uh, think of storylines and, and how things weave together. And not only from one wrestling group. I mean, you don't only wrestle in Barry where I see you. You wrestle all over the world. Yeah, so, I mean, all over the world, I guess. <laughs> in, in several places. In yes. The world. <laughs> international, <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. Inter I am an international professional wrestler. Yes, I, I can say that, I guess. <laughs> so why don't I hand it over to you for a quick second and please explain to me what you consider to be your creative specialty. Uh, I mean, I, I guess professional wrestling would be my creative specialty. Um, I mean, I've been doing it since I was uh, 14 years old. I started training uh, in Squirt Circle in Toronto. And then I, I originally signed up and kind of said, like, hey, I don't really know if I want to be a wrestler. I love wrestling. I don't know. if Maybe I want to be a commentator. Maybe I want to film things. And they're like, yeah, we teach all that. Don't worry about it. And then I only got taught wrestling. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess for the past uh, almost 12 years now, I've been a professional wrestler. But then the other side of me is the, the film background. I, I was making videos as a kid, and then I went off to school. Uh, Sorry, your, your audio's cacked out a little bit. Try this. Oh, you got your hand over the phone. No, I do now, but... Um, <laughs> Sorry. It, how is this? Are we sounding okay? Much yeah, more better. Normal. Yep, yep. Much better. Yes. Um, that, 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 I'm a wrestler. That, 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 uh, fil <laughs> filmmaking <laughs> came from... Uh, um, well, I mean, I didn't really know what I wanted to do other than wrestling, but I knew that broadcasting was a very... Like it kind of involved wrestling. There's a lot of to do with broadcasting as well. And I kept hearing like, um, you know, NXT was coming up around the time when I went to school, and they kept saying like, you know, there's jobs beyond wrestling as well. So I figured, you know, maybe it's also a long-term thing where you know I can be involved after wrestling in broadcasting. And there are so many avenues. And yes. Yes. Within the world of wrestling, I mean, it, there's a whole ecosystem. <laughs> like, yeah. There's everything. You can do anything. Um, now. The training that you've had, the the college that you went to, maybe mm -hmm. you can tell us where you went to college. Yeah, I went to uh, Humber College. Uh, I went there for two years for a television broadcasting and videography program. And how uh, did that prepare you, though? Like, did that give you what you needed going to school? For I know a lot of people who um, get into audio, video, or, or production yeah. feel that the learning on the job is the best way, but college can give you some things. Did you get some stuff from college that you feel that you that was necessary? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I kind of went in... Like, I always wanted to edit was my thing. I never really wanted to film anything. Um, but the more I learned kind of everything, like every aspect, the audio part, the the video part, um, lighting, everything that goes with it, I kind of fell in love with all parts of it. So by the time I did my internship with uh, Global News, I kind of had to make a decision, like, do I want to work at Global News or I have to work weekends and probably can't wrestle? Or do I want to become a videographer and just kind of do my own thing and make my own projects and be still have the flexibility to wrestle. And that's ultimately what I ended up doing. Nice. Nice. Anything else? Like you definitely... Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was going to say, it, just, it sounds to me like you definitely gained a lot of knowledge from college, obviously, but mm -hmm. you weren't willing to, to go past that level. It's like, okay, well, this is what the next step is here. I'd rather go off my own and figure it out and do what I want to do. Yeah. I wasn't willing to make that commitment of like, yeah. I, I've always tried to avoid a nine to five job for all my life, um, <laughs> which is why my parents joke, but I've been doing pretty much the same thing uh, since I was a kid. Like I was making videos and wrestling as a kid. 
and now I'm making videos and wrestling as an adult. It's the same thing. Um, yeah, but there's definitely lots of things I did uh, pick up on in college, like mainly just how to shoot things. Because any of the things I made in high school really pales in comparison to anything I made in college or now. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I made a movie in high school, and you probably don't even want to see that. I kind of do. <laughs> yeah. It was a horror movie. The footage was lost. Movie? It, it, I don't know. The footage was lost. I was in Vermont, uh, and uh, is it yeah. lost or is it uh, lost? It's, it's lost. Um, yeah, I've, Josh Wright. If you if you're watching this right now and you find that footage, you better give it to me because Ethan Waybright got clotheslined off of a motorcycle by Doug Hillock, and it was freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds it awesome. Amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. There were some moments. There were some moments. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there are so many cool squirrel. things. That, I know, right? Totally. Oh, don't even talk to me about squirrels. I've had enough squirrel. Um, yeah. There's so many cool things that I've seen you do. Uh, you've helped me a lot with photography and wrestling. Uh, we did the shoot back in 2014, 15, when I got that kill shot. For the oh, kill yeah. yeah. Photo. You, you said help you with it. I was like, I, like, like visually? Like, I just See, feel like this I is the thing. Do you don't realize. You don't realize, though, that doing what you've done uh for me and maybe even for other people i don't know if you've done in-ring shots for other people or, i don't or, think so i think you're probably the only person yeah i that but shot right yeah. there gave me confidence it gave me uh, a photo that's up in woodbridge store it yeah. taught me a lot with um with mark helping and, and other people helping with lighting off in the background so uh, this is what i always talk about the wake that people leave you know what i mean in life the wake that you've left has hit me and has definitely helped me and, and moved me forward. So I appreciate that. I don't know if you realize the that wake, the way it impacts so many I, I don't, people. I don't think I have until now. No, not really. It's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool when you start thinking of it that way. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that. But thank beyond you. that, the other things in wrestling that you do, um, explain how the creative side comes into play when planning a match. I've always wanted to hear from a wrestler when, when you're planning a match, is it all about the storyline that the wrestling group that is hiring you wants you to do? Is it yeah. about the same match that you have all the time? Like, how do you guys work that out? It, it's, there's so many variety and variables to it. Because, um, you know, if it's like a one-up, like say, I don't know, like say I'm wrestling in somewhere I don't normally wrestle, like Niagara Falls or something like that. If it's just a one-off match, there's no story. So the creative process is very limited to just the match, right? Where if you have a storyline behind it, there's it almost becomes easier to plan the match if there's like a story. Um, but that's not always in our ballpark. That that might be in the promoter's ballpark, you know. Like I remember Kobe Durston, I had a feud over his uh girlfriend at the time for a company in Hamilton, and uh the promoter wanted me to like play a violin to like serenade her because I was like the the asshole like trying to take her his girl kind of thing. When I was like 19, it was like, I don't even know how to play violin. <laughs> how did that work? Because that's a weird request to be like, hey, by the way, can you just play this violin and serenade her? Like, yeah, like I know you've I got the skill. What, do you have a violin? Do, can you pay me for classes? Like, I'll try, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just how everybody knows how to play, right? How do you not know how to play the violin? Like, such a common thing. Okay, we got to know what happened, though. Did you uh, play I the mean, violin? I didn't play the violin. That, that, like, the storyline started, I think I, like, hit on her in a match. And then, like, Kobe attacked me, and then, like, it just never went anywhere. That's also the problem with independent wrestling, where uh, people will start these programs on the show, and then next show, the person won't be there, or, you know, there's heat or something. And it just never ended, ends up continuing. It's very rare you can get, like, an actual storyline to happen. Barry is a good example of that, because it's kind of, month to month is easier than doing, you know, a show every three months, because people forget what the story is. 
Yeah. So that's why I kind of, um, what I learned at Barry uh, doing these main event matches is that nobody nobody remembers <laughs> for the most part what's last, what happened last show. So that's why it's my job to make these promo videos to kind of remind people what the story is going into it. Talk about that for a second. Promo sure. videos. So as a Barry Wrestling uh, crony, a part, right. a, part, a part of the crew, um, I've seen the progression and the storylines and so on. And I remember Shelly cutting to your videos and we us seeing your videos. It makes the wrestling company feel more important. It makes it it makes the wrestling company feel more uh, legitimate that there's somebody taking time to produce something yes. so good and so clean. Um, and it really does add to the importance of the wrestling company because it all of a sudden makes people think, well, this guy cares enough to take time out of his day to tell us what he's doing, what he's going yeah. through. So was that your idea or was that Sean's? No, that was my idea. Um, that just comes from specifically my storyline with the pillars. Um, like I knew the crowd was probably thinking I was going to get eaten alive by all four of them. So selfishly, it was kind of like, no, I've done things like I can, I can hold my own. Here's the story behind it. Try to create a little bit of like um, intrigue and try to, uh, you know, say some things that are kind of a, a little bit of a shoot to just kind of warrant it. Um and uh yeah i mean it worked yeah that was awesome. <laughs> that's definitely what i learned from that is just um just making anything elevates the company and it, it, like you said it puts it in a better light totally well, uh, i think but, to add to that as well mm -hmm. sorry to cut you off brian but i think one thing that i've seen vaughn promote heavily is that production value can add so much to a company and even in your promos it goes to show like you're not just setting up a camera and calling it your opponent you're taking the time to actually do lighting to do audio to make sure that what you're saying it's not just a quick little promo you've got it scripted i imagine very heavily you know exactly yep. what you want to say and then you add the production value on top of that it just goes to show what the again the quality that can come out of that whereas not to put anybody down but you can see when you just set up a camera and you, you cut a quick promo sure it gets the job done but you can see the different level of care that goes into something that you or a few others do so yeah that's exactly it. like promoters will say like hey can you cut a promo for this match and like it's two days from now or something and it's mm -hmm. like no and the reason why is because any promo i do is gonna at least take eight hours to do um and if i put out like if i just film something on my phone vertical oh my god kill me if it's vertical but, uh, <laughs> if i put in something vertical um it's not me like i've already created this like i've how could i do that if i'm the guy like trying to get production behind all these things you know yeah no i get that for sure so how do you get the footage like obviously you're in some of the footage is there somebody else that's filming with like do you use a cam uh, an actual camera or do you just use a phone for most of it how do no, how does I, I should, well now i mean before i shot on like a canon 7d that i had that i got from work um now okay. i have a sony a7 III that i shoot on um, okay which i, I kind of took like the pandemic served money and invested into my own equipment because i wanted some <laughs> well, why not <laughs> exactly that, that's what's for yeah. um yeah so i i just i shoot pretty much all my promos myself if there's any like b-roll footage i need i'll get my girlfriend to come help or anything like that really i'll just instruct her what to do <laughs> all right perfect. so a lot so, of it's so, just you setting up a camera then yeah pretty much all the promos i've done is just me setting up a camera and then yeah. just using a monitor to check like lighting and right checking it like two hours before i shoot it to perfect. make sure everything's in place and whatnot it's a real pain in the ass if i'd had something to do oh, for yeah. me it'd be easier yeah. but it wouldn't be it wouldn't reflect what i want the same way okay. you know that's a really good point because we've both seen 
some wrestling companies shoot video footage for their promotions yep. in a way that may not be the same way a professional would do it. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Um, choosing frame rates, you know, proper lighting, mm -hmm. gimbal, whatever. So there's something that's so important for, for you to do. And that's what separates, I'm going to say, that's what separates the Backyard Pro stuff from what I've seen a lot of other people do. Which is why I said to me, Backyard Pro is literally the best thing to come out of the pandemic. When that yep. was going on, when, okay, so let's first give, um, sorry, I got to rewind for a quick second. You mentioned yeah. the pillars. I want to explain what that was. Um, sure. The pillars are some of the, some wrestlers in the Ontario industry that have gone global and some that have gone uh, just really big and popular. So we're talking Tyson Dukes, um, Brent Banks. Sebastian Slav and Tarek. Uh, that's right. Awesome group. They came into Barry and they dominated. And of course, the storyline was between you and the Pillars, and there was a lot going on behind that. So I just wanted to clarify who the Pillars were you talked about. Um, also, scripted, and you said that it's like eight hours for you to do a video. Yeah, I'd say like front to back. It usually takes about eight hours to do. This is like the thing I think kind of thing. Yeah, and that's what people forget about. I mean, mm -hmm. when you do something that looks good and it, it, it's clean and it's got great sound and it, it's got good music that's cut properly, um, it's not the kind of thing where you just literally set up a cell phone and hit record. No, I refuse. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> and not just you, but, I mean, people in general should oh, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I certainly say well, should not. I mean, there's... Oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it a cell phone video. It's just, um, you know, there's ways to do it that makes it look better. Like, even yeah. just having, like, clean audio, I think, helps, like... I know some of my earlier videos, I didn't have clean audio, but um, now that I invest in having a shotgun mic or a lav mic, it's made a world of difference. And I've always thought, like, if you have clean audio, nobody notices. If you have bad audio, everyone notices. Agreed. Know? Agreed. Yeah. Excellent point. I say that not even knowing if my recording mic's that what good. I don't know. And it sounds pretty good. My it friend sounds my area. Yeah. yeah. My um, friend left my house years ago and I've kept it since. So <laughs> it's doing the job. <laughs> yeah. Was it you know, if you're that friend, it's it was a different it wasn't you, it was another friend that left it. <laughs> nah, he's, he's, Von, cool Von's, it. Keeping, he's cool Von's keeping his mic. He's in Vancouver, he's fine. <laughs> he's got a new mic now. Everything's great. Everything's good in the world. All right. So now let's move forward to the pandemic. Serve money. Do we have uh, yeah. to move to the pandemic? Can we yeah, just avoid that, like that any? World. Can we just skip right over the pandemic and well, when it ends in 2029? <laughs> this is another reason I really wanted Vaughn on the show was because when Backyard Pro was first announced, um, the little snippets were brought out and like the photos of, um, let's just use Forrest's character for a quick second. Yeah. Uh, hot hot shit. shit. Oh, come on. I mean... Sorry. How much time? Hey, are we allowed to swear now? You can't just tell me. Fuck you can't yeah, start you swearing. Yeah, you not we're allowed to swear. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what I loved about it, I mean, I know Fuerza. He's he's I. Okay, so you know him a lot better than I do. Trust me, I, we all know that. Um, what I know of him is, I, I mean, I think the guy's awesome, but he's always been very quiet. Right. When I see hot shit, Mark uh, Wheeler, yeah. not Mark Wheeler, um, <laughs> Jay Wheeler, Jay Wheeler. That's all his name. Jay Wheeler. Sorry. Wheeler Wheeler. Um, <laughs> I know Mark Wheeler. That's a different guy. And he's also in it too. Like all the people you got in this were, were so amazing. And they all played different people. It was all yeah. a different persona. So here, what I'm trying to say is you got the squares of character that I'm so used to being a little more quiet. He's a lot changed now since I think the Backyard Pro really changed his personality a little bit in the ring too, a little bit. Um, but all of a sudden now you've got this completely different persona. 
I just loved all of it. I loved all of it. And when I'm watching the promos and I'm watching all this stuff come on, it was literally right in the thick of the beginning of the pandemic where we yep. didn't know how long it would last. We didn't know what was going on. All the stuff that we wanted wasn't available to us. We were just stuck at home all the time. And yep. I got to watch my buddies on TV doing this funny, crazy stuff that I just loved. Shelly and I were just popping all over the place for this stuff. So I need to know ideas. Did you sit down with all these guys and say, all right, who do you want to be? Or did you have it all scripted and say, you're uh, this guy, you're this guy, or we're going to do... I've yeah. been dying to know It's got to be a healthy part. mix. It's got to be. A, before you even take that question, it has to be a very healthy mix of the two. <laughs> Maybe I don't want people to know what it is. No, I've got, I've got yeah. enough interviews. That's fair. That's fair. fair. Um, first off, thank you. No, appreciate it. Um, thanks for watching. That means a lot to me. Um, so... When the pandemic hit, obviously we couldn't do anything for for you know for fans at all. Um, but I kept thinking is that anytime I was in the UK or anywhere overseas, they spent so much time on production and so much time just putting content out, and that's why their scene is so much bigger because they just pump content out, and if it's there, people will watch it. And that's a problem that Ontario has, um, as you can tell. A lot of companies, at least before the pandemic, weren't putting any content out or Nothing. weren't filming their shows. And I these, tried. I how tried. many how many Daniel Garcia matches have happened in Ontario that haven't been filmed, and now he's on TV? You know, like why why was nobody filming this? You know, that's right. Um, so it was just kind of like a. <laughs> I kind of just want to prove a point that, like, hey, if you make something and you put something out there, people will probably watch it. That that's literally all I wanted to do. And then I I got this new camera. I, I said, hey, uh, where's a? Do you want to film something with me? And we did this little like. Um, we did like a backyard match in my backyard. Alexia filmed it. Um, and I just kind of put it together and then put it online. Like just as like a joke. Cause, cause I, my thought was like, well, if we can't wrestle in front of crowds, why don't we just go back to being backyarders? Cause that's pretty much what it is these days. Like that's what it is now. Cause it's no fans. So we put that out. It did well. And then I kind of looked at the Ulysses and I was like, sorry, Fuerza, whatever. You'll probably have him on the show at some point. I hope so. <laughs> Um, and he did mind. He'll definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he's a rock. do them. Um, and I just kind of said, like, I think we could do this as a show. And then it was just kind of like, okay, let's pick ten guys who would be down to do this, and then let's create a backyard wrestling show. But we found the ten guys, and then it, we created like a group chat with it. And then in the group chat, it just for, it, it, in my mind originally it was kind of like a serious backyard wrestling show, like a legitimate backyard wrestling show. But when you add Mike Rollins to the mix, <laughs> um, oh my god! The oh highlight god. to me—he was the highlight. Uh, he was everybody's highlight. Um, I think so, that changed everything. Yeah. So to clarify to Mark here, uh, Mike Rollins is a wrestler uh, friend of ours, who uh, he wrestles as Psycho Mike. He's a little out there. He wrestled a Rock, a literal Rock, who was our champion. No, the Rock, the, the rock. rock, the Rock, the Rock. rock. Okay. Uh, I think for, I don't know, 10 minutes, and it was very entertaining. And then they went on to have a two-week match in the following season where they brawled pretty much all over Ontario. If that makes any sense to you, Mark, I don't know. A rock. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's a I can rock. picture. I can picture. Now, is this... Um, it is Mike's rock, yeah. So, no, back, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm backing up to Backyard Pro here. So, Backyard Pro, this is obviously content that's online, and our our uh, our viewers and listeners can find it where? Yeah, you can find it at uh, youtube.com slash Backyard Pro. Search Backyard okay. Pro on there, and, and come on. And, uh, Brian, can, you link, should, by the you'll, way. Put, you'll put the link below as well? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, because 
I, I'm I'm gonna go find it and watch it. I'm I uh, I have to say the, these guys, Brian and Brian, have have uh, endured me texting them. I, I travel for work and I'll be in a restaurant and there'll be some inane football game on or hockey game on. Yeah, and then because uh, there's always like a bunch of TVs and one of them will have wrestling on it, and I just watch the wrestling because it is more entertaining than hockey, football, baseball, uh, yeah, fair enough. soccer Anything. combined. Like it's 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 got an entertainment value to it. Mm-hmm. And what you guys do is is true entertainment. And the athleticism, like I noticed in your in your notes, you've got as one of the things you like to do is working out. And and I can imagine that you would have to because uh, yeah, 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 I couldn't really be a wrestler. I don't work out. <laughs> So I pushed. Well, I wouldn't work out if I wasn't a wrestler. That's that's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, but I was gonna say one of the reasons I really enjoyed Backyard Pro is because somebody like Mark or somebody who doesn't watch professional wrestling could tune into this very easily and find a lot of entertainment in it. Absolutely. Because in a lot of ways, it plays like a parody of pro wrestling, but you're yes. using actual talent who genuinely care about this business. So and can it's a very nice it. play. Yeah, exactly. They're like all it's good. Yeah, I, I think production-wise, it's very well put together. Talent-wise, it speaks for itself. And then, again, you've got the comedy aspect of it. Because when you watch it, that's not traditional wrestling. In no way did anything they did in Backyard Pro. You're not going to see that in an independent or, well, maybe in WWE these days. Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> Good um, point. But other than that, I mean, I think it was a great, healthy mix of both being a comedic thing that you don't have. If you're a wrestling fan, we all got the ins and outs. We all went, oh, I see what he did there. That's very clever. If you're not a wrestling fan, I think you'll just watch this and genuinely laugh and enjoy it. What kind of feedback have you gotten from this? What what kind of um, what what came of doing Backyard Pro for you? So initially, um, God, it was scary. <laughs> because... <laughs> We start like uh, I started making these graphics, and I'm not a graphic designer. My girlfriend is a graphic designer. She did all this. She did season two, season three, did good graphics. I did the first season graphics. So I deliberately tried to make them look like kind of good, but they ended up looking shitty anyways, which worked perfectly. Um, so I started <laughs> these the ones with like the background, like the wooden fence or yeah, whatever, and the fence, yeah. And then uh, everyone, everyone just took a promo photo with their phone and whatnot. I did what I could to make it like work. work. Anyways. Um, Oh god, I lost my train of thought here. <laughs> oh, uh, I I would I so I'd make the graphics, we'd announce the talent, say Jay Wheeler, hot shit Jay Wheeler's coming to the backyard pro. He's the backyard pro champion with the WWE replica title on his shoulder. We post it on the Ontario Indie Group and we get comments like, look at these backyards trying to take over the business. Like this is why these guys need to get trained. Uh they shouldn't they shouldn't be in a wrestling ring. Like these people who don't know who we are didn't understand the, the idea of it at all. Maybe didn't understand it was Ulysses because he looks different because all of us were playing characters i don't know but like that that's when i knew we had something because it worked <laughs> you know yeah because we well were to just, your like, point first of all you're right jay looked nothing like fuerza jay yeah. wheeler and fuerza are two completely different looking yeah. individuals um but i i remember seeing that when you were posting this initially i saw all of those comments and i kept thinking to myself it's got to be hard for you because you handled it i think very professionally you said hey give it a chance we're all we're all workers we all are working hard to put this together check it out before you make judgments. But in my head, I'm thinking, you must be thinking, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> like, you don't even know what's what's gone into this. I, I was very right? worried that we were going to get buried out of it because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and you but never like, know I, how people are going to take what you do. That's something no. we've learned on this show. You it just was, never know. <laughs> but yeah. I think like once um, like once Ethan Page sent me a promo for it and once uh, Josh was down to be in it, I was like, okay, we're good. Because now I know that people that are legitimately like um, you know, I don't know what the word is. They're zealous. People have earned whatever respect, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, the people respect these guys. Once they're on it, they're like, oh, okay, this 
this is actually a real thing. Televised <laughs> people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Josh Alexander is a TNA champion. Uh, he's, yeah, he was. He's X Division champion last season, so he, he's just Sammy, a beast. Sammy Callahan reached out to me out of nowhere to do a cameo for the last one, and it never responded after that. Really? <laughs> like I had random people approach me about doing cameos. That's so cool. That that's another oh, question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, is there a plan for another season? I don't know right now. There's wrestling. Wrestling's back right now, so I'm going to try to enjoy that for now because it, it it's it took so much of my time to put everything together yeah no um, doubt. yeah i, I mean the hardest yeah, part is probably finding a venue if you ever need one it's it's like right <laughs> yeah that's right that you put it up uh, <laughs> traveling everybody there yeah i know i would love I, i'll say it now because i'm not sure i would love to do a live back here pro show i just haven't figured out specifically how to do it i've got a hundred foot if lot it right would, here if it would work yeah i don't know we'll see post covid yeah, once all of this is actually over so much has changed since you first started doing Backyard Pro. Uh, like you say, the world is now opening up again. Everything is starting to happen. Um, speaking of which, are you planning on going overseas again soon? Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> that depends. Uh, I mean, I, I want to go to States as well, but, you know, I think they just announced uh, today that it's being extended. And then um, I'm just kind of waiting to see how the UK is because with – the UK specifically, that's mainly where I go when I go there. I do some stuff in Italy and Germany, but mainly the UK. Um, <clears throat> most of their talent's been hoarded by NXT UK, so there's a bit, little bit of a lull hmm. in um, the shows happening over there. So I'm kind of just waiting to see, just kind of feel it out to see how things are happening and before hmm. I uh, make that judgment to go back. Never would have yeah, thought just, of that, actually. Yeah. I just almost want to rephrase Brian's question because I know, Vaughn, I'm sure you're always willing and itching to go back overseas. You want to travel. You want to get your name out there. Yeah. What is your take right now? Because, again, traveling is obviously very difficult. Is it going to be something that, even with NXT UK being the position that it is taking UK talent, would you be able to travel to the UK right now and take bookings in the UK? Or was it something that you're more comfortable staying in Canada for the next month or so to see how things are playing out? I, I think, if anything, the UK, I think I'm looking next year. Um, yeah, just I'm like I said, I'm still waiting to see because I, I, I think we are allowed to fly there now, but I'm not sure if there's still quarantine or what the deal is. Um, yeah, I, I really just kind of wait, want to wait to see how things go. Okay, for at least two, three months before things before I make that jump, you know, right now with American bookings, though, you could take those like you, you can't enter the states, you just can't drive over the border. Can't Flying is yeah, 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 and, yeah. Yeah. and, and there's not a big flyer there, still, yeah, you know the visa issues with that right that must be yeah that's thing. true i always forget about the visa issues with the states yeah. yeah that's a good point i remember watching border patrol where um is it the chris hero episode it's exactly in australia <laughs> which i which i watched um when i when i uh when covid was hitting in the uk and i i had to go come home that's what i watched on tv when i was stuck in the hotel for a bit oh that's oh, right i forgot you were traveling during all that weren't you yeah <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Well, a year and a half ago now. Yeah. <laughs> what a year and a half. What a year and a half. Yeah, yeah so that crazy. Chris Hero episode, man, he had a hard time getting across the border. I, think, I, 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 think, I believe that was Australia, I think. Yes, it was. But yeah. Do you have those issues yourself, um, even during good times for, before COVID? Was I, haven't, I haven't, at least for the UK. Um, I'm always wary of going to the States. I haven't had any issues personally, but... There's so many people who have that it's, it's scary. I, I think it's also limiting. Like, um, there's lots of shows we want to take in the states, but at the same time, it's like, should we take that risk? Mm -hmm. Do we want to take that risk for you know little mm -hmm. money? 
Yeah, there's so many different risks involved. Where it's like, sorry, I mean, I mean, no money. There's definitely no, no money crossing the no. border. <laughs> no money. There's never any money yeah. involved. Actually, it, it kind of leads me to the question I was going to ask you, though. I mean, mm. I know how little pro wrestlers make. Yeah. Um, because Chris Drury had it written on the back <laughs> of the room. <laughs> yeah, how much each person. Anyway, <laughs> I think Sean told that story. Yeah. Yeah, that was. It's still there. It's anyway. Is it still there? It's still there. Yeah. Um, but the risk versus the pay, right? Why do people like yourself put so much time and energy? You, like you say, you've been putting, you're more, you're into this more than a decade already. Yeah. Um, for such little reward. That's passion. That's what it is. Like it's, it's never about the money to me. I mean, I, sorry, that's not what I'm going to say. It is slightly about the money to me. I don't want to work for free. You got to live. Yeah. But I need to at least break even on everything I do, you know? And sometimes you don't you don't do that. Sometimes when you go to the states or you go to the UK, you're not going to break even because you're investing in yourself. Much like I took, I mean, I, I took serve money. That doesn't count. But if I were to take not serve money and invest into my production equipment, it's the same idea. Investing in yourself. I see the money you took as exactly what the money was intended for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly what the money was intended for. Not only did it help you, because yeah. mental health is a big deal, and we're going to talk about that in a quick second. Yep. But it helped so many people. What was your viewership for Backyard Pro? It must have been huge. Uh, much better the first season. Um, I I don't know the numbers off. I think it's I, now. I think it's like five thousand for the first episode. When all the other episodes are somewhere around like two thousand up for or something like that, which That's is awesome. far more than anything I've ever created in my life for views. That's awesome. We've only and, had one and, episode up there, and I think more of an impact on Twitch, which I'll take. So, <laughs> what do you mean by that? I think there was a, I tuned into Impact one night and so like concurrent viewers, I would put it as a premiere on YouTube. So it's live. Right. And I think we almost had like 200 or something like that. And the Impact, I had like a hundred and I was like, really? I, I did better of an Impact? How did that happen? Well, because it's like, more interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, so much hype for the first season. It just, I guess. Loved it. Watched. We watched every episode. Absolutely. Thank you. I think the, I think last season is superior to everything, but you know, that's me. It's just something that, again, during a time when mental health was so hard for so many people, yeah. it was a release. It was a, a, an escape from, um, oh God, WWE crap. I can't, I can't even watch it anymore. Shelly watches it, networks on all the time. And I, I can't even pay attention. I tune right out of it. It has to be more interesting. You know, it has to be more. But story. not even. Not even just the WWE side, though. Like, to me, Vaughn, you were saying that you find, like, the second season was your favorite and, like, probably the better season. I'm so impartial to that first episode I saw because, like Brian had said, we were in the middle of, like, mentally this weird time frame where we couldn't see our friends. We couldn't go and do anything. We couldn't go enjoy professional wrestling. I remember watching that first episode with my wife, and we were sitting in the basement and watching Rollins versus this rock. I just thought... I don't know what's going on. Like, at this, what is happening this here? More, well, to me, I just I remember thinking this makes more sense than everything else in the world right now, <laughs> which is the most bizarre thing ever, right? And so for me, the first episode is always it, it held a special place to me because it made me feel a sense of normalcy, which is weird to think about with Backyard Pro, but it really did. It made me think, you know what? Like, I can understand this. I get what's going on. It's hilarious. This is what we needed right now. So it's not too serious. Think, it's done well, yeah. and that's the thing too. It was the production value was really, really good. Um, it wasn't mm -hmm. like watching somebody with a flip. Well, chair. it proved exactly what what Vaughn wanted to prove. I imagine is that hey, if you put the time and effort into it, you can make something look extremely good. And all you guys did was again create a parody of wrestling, for lack of a better word, and you made it look so professional, so yeah. goddamn professional. I don't so. know how like. Uh, 
I, I hate to like toot my own horn on it, but like we we've surpassed a lot of social media stuff on local companies that have been around for years in the span of a year. And mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's putting stuff out there works. And that's why we yep. put Mike in the rock first. Cause it was so crazy. And I, I hope people wouldn't look away when they watched it. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, it was, brilliant. It was entertaining. <laughs> I did a workshop at Ben's place. Okay. Um, ben Ortman. Um, Mike was one of the guys performing and uh, I was doing a photography workshop. Right. The matches that he had in that fake, you know, photo shoot kind of environment, mm. probably the funniest things I've ever seen. I mean, what a character. And uh, to have him go on and wrestle a rock and then to have him wrestle for two weeks straight was... Yeah, his, his commitment to anything he's done is incredible. He's the case where, like, we had, like, ideas for some people. Mike was like... You know, whatever you want to do, man. Like, I'll just shoot it. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> just let me know what we're doing. He took, he took the most simple <laughs> idea and actually made it beyond entertaining. Like, he wrestled an inanimate object. He stood yeah. there and wrestled and for he what, showed, like, he, 10 minutes. It wasn't a short match. And then his two-week yeah. match, he actually brought to an actual wrestling show and fought The Rock in the ring before the show <laughs> as part of the two weeks while the show was being aired to make it seem like the two weeks was happening. Oh, and, and through all the injuries that he sustained through that entire entire thing. Oh yeah, so many. Yeah, yeah, it torn everything one right right after the other. And torn he, everything. Yeah, he, he tore both his knees like twice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend people check it out. It's so hilarious. <laughs> well, I'm, um, I'm gonna watch it tonight when we're done because I got it now. I gotta see it. That's seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and let us know what you think of it too. Anyway, yeah, I, will. I will. The show isn't just but... about backyard pro. It's about somebody who is a creative person who has managed to use his creativity to um, fulfill, you know, not just make himself feel better. Has mental health been a big deal for you? Has doing back, Backyard Pro and the other things you've done brought you out of it or helped you? What's oh, happened God. there? Oh, yeah. Made it worse? No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, maybe at times. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of editing. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot to do with it. But no, I think it definitely helped. And it, we were all at a place where we needed something to work on creatively. So... I think everyone was very thankful to have something to work on, even if it was for like little money that we raised together to spread out. But most of it ended up being donated anyways. But um, yeah, geez, like the pandemic's been hard for everybody. For me, for me, it was like, I'm not the type of guy to like even, I'm kind of nomadic in a way where like I keep all my stuff in a bag at all times. Like I'm always staying at my girlfriend's or like somewhere or I'd be staying at like a wrestler's house on the weekend. So now it's like, well, I have to stay at home now. I don't know. Like this is it just feels so weird. Now I have to like unpack my stuff for the first time in years. Hmm. And it's very strange. Yeah, just stuck. <clears throat> yeah. This whole well, thing's been be really hard. Feeling. That's also yeah. the same reason why we started our show as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah. were we were all in a funk individually, and I yep. think the show I I guarantee the show helped me. I can I can't I can only speak for myself, but um, definitely it's helped and just doing something creative and again the point of expressions is to show people that how being creative can bring you out of these funks and can give you something to do um, with more purpose and more uh, more meaning for sure yeah absolutely i know like every single time i finished a backyard pro season it's like uh, what do i do now like i need another project to work on because otherwise i'm gonna go crazy like honestly yeah, yeah for sure Mark, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, so like we're talking about COVID. So wrestling is obviously starting up again, like in a, a limited fashion. I know you guys have had some uh, some yeah. events. How, how has COVID changed how those events happen for you? Like 
from uh, sort of the whole the whole ball of wax from the wrestlers and the, and the staff that run the events as well as mm -hmm. the fans coming in. What are what has changed? It's just made a thing that's already kind of difficult to put on even more difficult in a way. Like now we have to have limited um, you know fans in attendance. If it's outdoor, we can get a lot, we can get away with a lot more. But if it's indoor, everyone has to be masked. Um, and whatnot, which is, you know, a whole other issue. And then we have to make sure we're sanitizing. And then, like, even just the handshake in wrestling is very important. You have to say hi to every single person in the locker room. And now it's like, do you handshake them? Do you do you just wave from far away awkwardly? Like, what if I haven't met this person before? It feels so informal to not shake their hand. It's very strange. <laughs> right. Right. No, I'm actually going to a meeting this week. And, Are you? And, oh, and boy. The, in, the, in the notes, it said, like, everybody's masked. And yeah. it says it is a handshake-free zone, and yep. I, I mean, there's going to be people there that I haven't seen in two years. It's going to be it's going to be tough. So yeah. uh, I'm going to keep a little hand sanitizer in my pocket just in case a handshake slips. <laughs> yeah, in might. the world of wrestling, a handshake is a lot more than a handshake. It's respect. Yeah, it's respect. Yeah. And not only is it just to the wrestlers, but you walk around. That's how you met me. You shake my hand. You know, just some photographer in the background. You're still going out and saying hi to these people. Um, that's one of the reasons I love wrestling because, you know, you go there and you've got these really cool people that'll come up and say, Hey, how's it going? You know, what are yeah. you up to? Um, so the handshake is a lot in wrestling. And when you can't do stuff like that, I remember last March when we met in Barry, well, the wrestling was in Barry and, um, everybody was, I, I know my mother-in-law on the way up was like, are you going to shake people's hands? Are you going to hug people? Like what's going to happen? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I'm probably not, I guess. And then <laughs> within a couple seconds, you know, somebody comes up and goes, hey, how's it going? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, like I saw Danny Garcia um, this past weekend. It's like, I haven't seen this guy in a year and a half. And he's on AEW now. Like, ah, come here. Like, come on. Like, ugh, yeah, for sure. Give into that. Which is even harder, too, because being on AEW, he's down in the States and he's meeting other people. And that's oh, yeah. got to gotta make you think twice. There's way more risk involved right. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Danny so Garcia. Go Garcia risking Vaughn here. Like our boy Vaughn, you're just coming over. Well, I feel a little better because that show specifically everyone had to had to be vaccinated for for that show. Yeah. So I feel a little better. But Stu, I mean, we wrestled yeah. Stu and Uno and they literally just came from the States. So who knows? I might have COVID. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, look, here we are. We're not even distant here. Right? I know. I know right? I know. You're right Sorry. there. This uh, is where it's right there. <laughs> do do you have to do uh like COVID antigen tests or, or PCR tests? It's uh, not match, not or? required. Um, okay. I know there were a few shows that happened last year, probably around like August to September. There, there was like a little lull where for some reason we were allowed to have shows. Um, I personally got tested uh, yeah. after each one, but not, you know, it's everyone's personal preference, right? Yeah. Do you yeah, find so the majority it's... of people are double vaxxing and, and going forward with it? Uh, majority, I'd say so. Yeah, for sure. I was actually kind of curious about how the promotions are handling that. Or do you know, to your knowledge, has any promotions said, hey, you need to be double vaxxed to work our shows? Or has everyone just yeah. kind of been quiet on that? I think Gary for sure has said that. Um, C4 definitely has said that. Beyond that, I don't think anyone has said, like, specifically you need to. But I think, I mean, obviously in a few days here. It's implied, yeah. I think it's going to have to happen, yeah. 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 And Barry has definitely laid the, the hammer down and said, nope. If you're not yeah. double vaxxed, you're not coming in. That's yeah. all there is to it. And I, that was another thing. Like I was very careful uh, last year, specifically with the people I wrestle, because wrestle, there's certain people you can trust, and certain, like certain people you know that are probably going to be safer than others. Um, so I made sure that was only the people I would get in the ring with. Which is weird to think of it like that. That's almost two levels because even before COVID, that was already a thing you had to think about. Like I have to yeah, be careful yeah. with who I take a match with because like I want. I know I've heard stories. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, now you're exactly. adding the COVID element to it, and yeah. yeah. 
that was the same thing with Backyard Pro. I only felt grab people that I thought were, you know, trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So can, can we elaborate on that? Uh, Ryan, you said you choose your match. Is that you're talking about a wrestler pre-COVID being mm-hmm. trustworthy? Is that someone that you trust to execute the move properly and not actually hurt you? Yeah, that's trusting yeah. in, you know, because everyone, I mean, everyone has to be trained to a degree, but everyone yeah. has different training and not everyone learns the same style and things. So um, you definitely have to be wary of your trust in somebody because exactly. you literally have, you know, you have their life in your hands and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So on that note, let me put you on the spot here, Vaughn. Are you mm-hmm. taking a booking against the Iron Spartan anytime soon? <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I'm here to ask the tough questions, sir. We're out of time for tonight. Uh, we'll talk later. Mark, if you only I, knew. I refuse to publicly comment on any sort of drama going on, but, but no, please. No. Okay. Iron Spartan is um, – he likes to pick oh. battles with people for no reason. Um, yeah, I regret even bringing them up, honestly. It's so, the whole yeah. old man yelling at clouds thing. It's, it's yeah. you know, people need attention. That's all it is. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Have there been any people that you've, um, I, I don't need to know names at all. Mm-hmm. A yes or no is fine. Have there been people that have, um, shown their colors, so to speak, that you just now refuse to wrestle or deal with? Oh, in wrestling? Yeah. Now? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's an easy one for sure. Hmm. Yeah, with safety in, in regards to health, in safety in regards to health, and safety in regards to you know other things. Yeah, yeah. 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 There, we when Brendan was on, we were talking about some of the situations, not yeah. in detail, mm-hmm. which I think is a show that I do want to do. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the behaviors. <laughs> I'm sick that. that night. I'm sick that night. <laughs> Mark, Mark will not be here. <laughs> yeah. Right. But no, I mean, just just like any environment, wrestling has good and bad seeds, I guess. Yeah. And um, it's good that as a wrestler, you can pick and choose who you work with. To a degree. I mean, if AEW came to me and said, hey, you're working this guy. It's like, sure. It doesn't matter who it is, you know. Um, but it because then you level, get a paycheck. Depends what level you're at. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we all need to make a paycheck. There's That's the bottom line, right? Yeah. So if you're getting an offer from AEW, WWE, Impact, any of these people that pay – for people to do the work that they need. Yeah. Hard to say no to that. Yeah. That's why if they say, hey, you're going to be a garbage man on TV, most people are like, I, I'm a garbage man. <laughs> I guess so. Yep. And then Mark's like, yep, but I am the garbage man. Exactly. Okay. Dream. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. No, go. I, I was just going to say, um, so in obviously it's uh, not not everybody chooses to be a professional wrestler as a career path mm-hmm. how how have your uh, like you, you mentioned you have, you've got a girlfriend um, how is your girlfriend how how is your family with you uh, choosing this career path knowing that um, it, it does have an element of danger to it that you could get injured uh, on the job and for what you said is is for only a little bit of pay it's not like it's, it's you're yeah. not getting danger pay for doing what you're doing and it is can be quite dangerous. Yeah, everyone in my family is like, you know, a, a lawyer, a teacher, a nurse, like all these jobs that nothing gets any of these jobs, but yeah. um, they're all very like straightforward, not like super okay. creative. And I'm the one who's kind of like out from that. So, but honestly, like nobody in my family is really pressuring me to change my career path. They honestly just want me to be happy, which is the best thing. My dad wouldn't have taken me at 14 years old to wrestling training if he didn't feel that way. Okay, perfect. So is your, so that you were encouraged to, to was, follow yeah. that and... Yeah, well, I, I, maybe not encouraged to follow it. I still like was like it was still like you should go to college. I don't care what for, just go to college. Yeah, and you did. Uh, yeah, and I did. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's nice. perfect. Great. Have you had any, any major injuries or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I'm always in pain, um, but oh. nothing, uh, nothing like wait, that. Wait till you turn 50. <laughs> I yeah. I don't want to turn 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm halfway there. Oh, God. Okay. No. That's, that's been the story I find of wrestling is everybody I've talked to. If you've been wrestling for 10 years, you've been wrestling for one year, at least consistently, it's I'm I'm sore. Like you wake up, you go, I've been training, I've been working, I'm sore. Like, and that's the, the reality, I think, of your business is that there will never be a point if you're doing this regularly at the level that you're doing it at where you you wake up and go, I feel like a hundred bucks. Like, I feel amazing. I'm sure you're waking up with aches and pains every single day, unfortunately. And that's yeah, just the byproduct I mean, of... Just landing on a mat, being beat up by people that are like twice my age when I was like 14. Like, maybe not the mm -hmm. best. Maybe I should have waited till I was 17 <laughs> or 18, you know? <laughs> yeah. Is that advice you would give? Would you, would you suggest people wait? Uh, maybe not wait, but there's ways to be trained to um, not hurt your body as much. I shouldn't right. have probably been taking bumps at 14. That's nothing against my trainer. Uh, I was the only young person there, and I was, I'm very gracious that he accepted me to be there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's wear and tear on the body, and I was around things like the locker. Like we had like a locker room in our training facility, and uh, sometimes like. I'd go to get changed at the end of the night and the door was closed. And then like somebody like Brent Banks or Tarek, like somebody who I respect would be like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go in there because like they were doing drugs or, you know, putting steroids in them in the locker room. But I didn't know what was going mm -hmm. on. I was like, I'm just happy to be here. You know, mm -hmm. that's another thing about being young in the, in the business. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it is a business and yeah. people push themselves harder than they probably should sometimes. Yeah. It's too bad. What's the dream? The dream? Yeah. What's the dream? What's the dream? What's the end game? I mean, to wrestle and make videos, honestly. I hope I'm doing the same thing when I'm 50, <laughs> to be honest. Can you see yourself, and, and like, let's just give it like a hypothetical, something that, yeah. you know, Shelly and I have always talked about, seeing you and Fuerza in some kind of televised wrestling place, kind of like, uh, you know, any of the Young Bucks or, you know, the Hardys or something like that. That's kind of how we always envisioned you guys. Yeah, uh, is that well, I was gonna say if he would just not do backyard pro and focus on a real promotion at this point, <laughs> my god, my god, man, ouch, <laughs> ouch. No, I'm, I'm not putting down backyard. I think the success of backyard attributes to that. It's oh, what no, I saw him do with backyard pro. I thought if this dude created an independent promotion tomorrow, I, I shudder to think of what level it would reach. I'm not that... saying it would blow, but I think production wise, it already speaks for itself. I'm curious to see what a Bond Vertigo independent wrestling promotion. Would become it the first my year. mind almost mm -hmm. every day to do that, but I have to keep reminding myself I don't have the money. <laughs> Twenty five <laughs> years old, maybe when I'm thirty, or maybe if somebody wants to give me their money to do it. I don't know. We'll see. No, no, no. What was the first part of the question? Oh, uh, me and four as a uh, TV. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. I think that would be that'd be great. But everyone has different goals. Um, I know Ulysses wants to be a trainer, but you know, what, it would be great to be a trainer to have you know a little bit of years of experience on TV. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, to have that on your, your, mm -hmm. your, your byline or whatever you call it, yeah. the, your resume. Yeah. I mean, traveling the world wrestling sounds just great to me. If it's on TV, it's, a, if it's on TV, but uh, honestly, just traveling and wrestling sounds fine to me. <laughs> well, we wish you all the luck and all Absolutely. the success in the world. Um, we, I said we, at the start, I don't. I don't. Just just wanted to listen, Ryan. What is that? Ah, what is that? What is that? What is it because we did my heel turn. Hi this is my heel turn right here. Say hi to you at Ken Valley. That's why. That's exactly what it is, man. I'm <laughs> I knew it. The handshake is a thing, and it just didn't happen. There was okay. no respect there that night. I felt. I'll have yeah. you know when I left, I felt bad about that. <laughs> I want to turn the tables on Ryan here for a second. Uh, Ryan, oh, yeah. we've uh, 
uh, the Knights of the Squared Circle is something that I've always thought was so interesting. You talk to so many people. You you interview wrestlers all the time. Uh, you've got some great interactions with people. Uh, what is it that draws you to wrestling? And how many times have you, um, A, wanted to get into wrestling and B, had these interviews with people like Vaughn that you just thought were just so cool? You get home, you're buzzing. Like, what what is it that draws you to it, man? What's going on? So when I was a kid, I remember the first thing I ever saw was Eddie Guerrero coming out in a lowrider. Um, like I'd already been aware of what professional wrestling was at that stage. I remember playing like WWF Raw on the PlayStation, little things like that. But I wasn't a, I couldn't say I was a fan. I just was aware of it. But I remember watching Eddie Guerrero come out, had the lowrider. Everything was great. And I thought, I don't know what this is, but this is incredible. And I was just drawn to it. And I watched it for about three or four weeks straight after that. And then that's when Eddie Guerrero, unfortunately, had passed away. Oh. Um, so I remember watching that and that was when I became emotionally invested because that had happened. And again, I didn't really know Eddie, but I saw the way everyone reacted at that tribute show on SmackDown and it just, it resonated with me in a really weird way. And I became a fan instantly after that. I was watching every single, every Raw, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view. I was on WWE.com constantly refreshing just to see if the, the stories had changed. And fast forward to, to now, when I created Nights, it was simply because I went on that very first Jericho cruise and thought, I want to get involved in pro wrestling in some way. I'm 26, I think, at the time. I'm 120 pounds. I don't go to the gym. I'm not fit. So I know I'm not getting in the ring. As much as I've always wanted to, I know it's not. When I look at a guy like Vaughn and I look at the people that are at a very high level, I know that I'm not going to put in the work that is required to get to that point. So I said, okay, what can I do alternatively to try to, to get involved, get my name out there? And funny enough, Vaughn and Holden were the two people that were gracious enough to be my first guests on the show. And uh, like you had said, Brian, it was a really weird buzz coming back from that because I didn't know Vaughn or Holden. I didn't know anything about independent wrestling. But here were two guys that were booked on this show that took the time before the event to chat with me, explain what their history in professional wrestling was. And uh, I remember coming home just being like, this is the coolest shit in the world. I was so hyped on it. So uh, it's what's kept me into it now two, I think, yeah, two and a half years I've been doing it for now. And uh, so I, Vaughn, you're still in the intro. You're still, uh, your stinger's still in that uh, every single episode because it's crazy the interactions you can have with professional wrestling, whether it be the wrestlers like yourself, Brian. I remember interviewing you very early on. There's been a lot of people that just, the wrestling community is incredible. It's, it's, a, it's a family, whether you're a fan, whether you're a referee, photographer, wrestler, doesn't matter how you're involved in the scene, you're involved and people will make you feel involved. And that's, I think, the biggest thing you can say about wrestling. It's what's kept me around, what's kept me in love with it, is the community. And it's really true. You see a lot of people in the world of wrestling who are outcasts or people that don't really click with other people, where when they go to wrestling, they're treated with respect and they're treated with um, some sort of uh, reverence. Uh, even just interactions between wrestlers in the ring and fans. Uh, you get cheered, you get booed, you get all kinds of craziness thrown at you. But the reaction that you as a wrestler, Vaughn, give to the fan makes them feel included. I'm going to talk about John McHale in Barry for a quick minute. Yeah. Um, oh, I love loves, John. <laughs> loves wrestling, sees this as his his best time yeah. uh thinks of all the people in wrestling as his best friends and it gives him so much joy yeah. is that something that draws you to it or is it for you just the the physical activity and the entertainment no. value and the creativity yeah, I mean, side of it these are people that invest in you you know john McHale buys pretty much everything i put out like um they're very crucial to us and like ryan said like 
there is a spot for everybody in wrestling. Um, you know, it, whether it be behind the curtains or a podcaster or a fan, like there is literally something for everybody, at least in independent wrestling. And that's pretty much why I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, we're coming up to an hour. I don't want to take you too, too long, uh, but we have a couple questions we want to ask you before we say goodbye. We usually ask sure. three questions at the end of the show. Okay. Oh, um, boy. The first right. question is what is your jam? What song do you listen to that absolutely, no matter how many times you hear it, you can't skip past it. You love it. It gets you amped in the morning or it just impacts you in some way. Honestly, it doesn't That's get right, me. the hard hitting questions. The it doesn't, get me, it doesn't get me amped. Um, I mean, right now it's uh, actually pretty much since the pandemic, I've been listening to it pretty much every day. Uh, it's a song, uh, A Different Age by Current Joys. It's not fast, not too slow. It's kind of kind of sad. Not really sad. It's just kind of like a, like a, it's like a vibe, you know? What kind of um, genre are we talking about here? I, I'd I'd not like, I'd it call it like, no, I don't think anybody really knows them at all. Uh, I'd say it's kind of like an indie alternative kind of thing. Okay. But cool. I don't nice. know. It kind of like, it kind of hit me at like a time where I was having an existential crisis uh, coming back from England and being quarantined in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I don't know. It still hits me. And it touched you. That's great. Touched me, yeah. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Um, now, the second question is uh tool of the trade something that you fall back on rely on um every day can't be your trunks going what's that can't be, what? can't be your trunks <laughs> trunks <laughs> i don't wear trunks we're tights um fair fair i on every day yeah it could be a concept it could be an ideal it could be something that you think about it could be an actual physical tool like what do you feel is invaluable for somebody who wants to do your trade Oh, you, you, uh, specifically with my trade. Um, Let's go there because I mean that's the whole. Yeah. yeah. Just... Again, can't be your tights. <laughs> <laughs> A good set of tights. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could apply to my trade. I think, like, honestly, just like smiling. <laughs> as soon as it says, like, I know you know masks and whatnot has changed that, but um, I find if you just smile at a stranger or smile at a wrestler you've never met before. Um, it kind of creates like a bond with them, and you you have like this different trust in people, and it just I don't know. I think people need to smile more. That's just a general thought I have. Um, but obviously, it's, you know, not everybody can just force a smile. <laughs> but it's still... Is that valid. a weird answer? I don't know. No, it's no, it's a great no, answer. No, it's a solid answer. <laughs> it is. I yeah, it's, it. it's it's a frame of mind, right? When yeah, when you're smiling, it's um, just to look at somebody and smile. I mean, you might be having the crappiest day. Or you're yep. just like in a funk and you're like, shit, this is just not a day. Somebody walks towards you and they smile at you. You're like... Hey, this person just smiled at me. Even or, if you, even if you're confused by it, you're still like, yeah. yeah and, and you're like, hey, and you, what happens? <laughs> you smile back. Smiles exactly. are contagious. So, and if you're having, if you're the one having the funk, and you smile at someone else, it can make you better. Like, um, I, I do it all the time. I will walk into a store if I'm having a hard day, a bad day, and the cashier goes, "How are you today?" And I, and I, I always smile and go, "I'm excellent." And then I, I think back and I go, yeah, I, I am. I am excellent. I'm, I'm standing. Literally all a trick takes. Yeah. And that's it. And sometimes it's just you're right out of that funk. So that's a great I'm a tool. strong, independent female woman. <laughs> yeah. Ulysses will tell you. But there's sometimes there's people that come up to the merch table and they're like, hey, how you doing? You're like, oh, yeah, not too bad. How you doing, man? And they'll be like, yeah, my dog died. And it's like, okay. But you have to remind yeah. like that. that yeah. I'm sorry. And just kind of like bring their mood up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love it. I think that's one of the best answers. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last question we have for you before we send you free on your mm. way is something that we did tell you about. And I don't know if you remember uh, your answer for this one, but the challenge that we ask our guests, oh. our guests to issue our viewers. Um, yes. 
Do you remember what that challenge is? Yes, it's to create something, anything. I don't care what, just make something. I'm also a victim of this because I need to create something right now that I've been putting out for a while, um, which is honestly create a TikTok account, which we were talking about earlier. Um, <laughs> because I think I can do something with it. I just don't entirely know what, but just create anything, put it out there. Like that's why I'll tweet something random every day, just something from wrestling, some video, just to see if it does anything, you know? Even if nobody likes it, it's still there. Love it, love it. Keep shooting your shot. Make sure you let us know. You've got a couple of weeks before this episode airs. And uh, if you've got a TikTok account, we'll put it down below. Okay. I probably won't, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. I, 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 I respect the hustle, but like it's TikTok. And as a, a moral stance, I have to, to just look down on you. I have to. No, that's fine. <laughs> right. Listen, every, everyone, everyone's getting one. So I think I, think I got that's it. True. Gonna, I've that's true. I've done so many of these podcasts where people talk about TikTok and they're like, yeah, I'm on TikTok. There's tons of wrestling fans on TikTok. And I'm like, really? Like, I, that really surprises me, honestly. <laughs> go, yeah. go, where the fan, go where the fans are. Although we did speak yeah. to a guest a couple of weeks ago who only is on Instagram and has a huge following okay. there. There you yeah. go. Um, no, that's, a, that's a good challenge. You know, create something. Love that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and that's awesome. something I'm going to have to latch on to. I mean, we, we started the podcast, and I'm always trying to do something a little bit different. Uh, with Day Tripper Photo starting up again, I'm super stoked about that. But the TikTok thing, I know it sounds silly, a 50-year-old guy like me wanting to do TikTok, but it's, I talked to you earlier, I've got a, I got an idea for it something. Sounds good at all. Just make something. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Cool. Even if it bombs, yeah. you know? <laughs> at least you're having <laughs> fun creating. Yeah. I was going to take a dig there, Brian, and say I'm not 50 yet, but by the time this airs, I will be. So never mind. <laughs> well, happy <laughs> birthday, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. The this big 5-0. I got a bottle of Bat 50 in the fridge for that day. <laughs> Sorry that you're Brush hurting the dust yourself off of 50. on your 50th? <laughs> kind of what I was thinking, but I was going to leave it alone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be treating yourself a little better than that. It was it was a gift from my sister. She gave it to me while I was down in Southern Ontario. Ah, well, so we'll, we'll see. It might be from 1986 when we were kids. You know, who knows? <laughs> a little stubby. Yeah, it's, it's, Keep it's, digging it's, that hole there, eh? Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Vaughn, thank you so much for being with us tonight. We really appreciate you, man. Uh, it's been great chatting with you and finding out a little bit behind the scenes of the wrestling world. Um, for those of you who want to know more about Backyard Pro, please check it out on YouTube. It's hilarious. It's fun. There's so much going on, and you'll see what we're talking about as far as that creativity or the production value uh, being what it was. Ryan, Mark, do you have anything else you'd like to ask Vaughn before we say goodbye? Uh, not necessarily asked. Just want to thank you for coming on, man. Uh, obviously, all jokes aside, really respect and appreciate everything you do for the wrestling scene. You're one of the few people I think that is just genuinely, I think, both professional while also being very friendly, right? It's hard to find that kind of weird mix of like, I'm the best at what I can do professionally, at least at that level, but also being very friendly and open to everybody. So uh, I thank you for that. And I thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, excellent. I'll echo I'll that. Thank you very much for, for being here, Vaughn. I uh, appreciate your time tonight. And uh, for all our viewers and listeners, uh, make sure if you're going to go check out Backyard Pro Wrestling on YouTube, go ahead and, uh, and uh, subscribe to that channel. And while you're at it, subscribe to this one. Smash that like button if you're on Spotify. Uh, check us out uh, there. And uh, What happened to you, Mark? What ha when, when have you been a smash that like button guy? I just I'm giving away. Like, is you that new? Watch, watch it's TikTok. It's TikTok. <laughs> <laughs>
He's trying <laughs> to <laughs> JFK. He's in midlife crisis. He's trying to. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, as soon as he went for the smash that like, I'm thinking, did I do something last week? What's going on? I'm on a show with Peter McKinnon again. What's going on? I'm gonna have to buy a Corvette now because it's uh, you know. I never mind. They're not as cool as Trans Ams. I'll keep the Trans Am. There you go. All right, um, and just to say hi to Aurora, who couldn't make it with yeah. us tonight. Um, she wasn't feeling that great tonight, unfortunately. Yeah, so so uh, hi, Aurora. Sorry you missed this yeah. show. And to everybody who did not miss the show, thank you very much for watching. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you all next week. Take care. You could dance if you want, you know. Absolutely. Probably not going to dance. Back no, like, more like a square. Uh, I don't know about you that. Know. Yeah. If you dance, yeah, I'll have to dance. Bad. Nobody you wants know. to see that. So, I, I okay. kind of, if you want to see Brian dance, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs>